Hey everybody, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Okay, so um, this episode I have uh, Mick Chambers. Now, if you you know listen to any kind of uh, or watch any kind of content uh, in, the, in the archery community, you know who Mick is. Um, archery geek, right? Um, he's got a podcast. He does YouTube. Um, very cool interviews with. Uh, he he tends to um, lean more toward like the competition side as far as like his interviews and things like that. But you know, they they run the the, the guests kind of run the, run the spectrum. So, um, you know he he kind of dives down deeper into um, who these people are. And the idea I guess of his podcast is to kind of do well. It's, it's called quick shots, right? So it's supposed to be relatively quick, relatively shorter length uh, podcasts. Although you know they do end up being you know like you know 35, 40 minutes, something like that, sometimes longer. So um, either way, um, he's a guy, of course, I wanted to talk to uh, for, for quite a while now. I think we originally first communicated like last year, end of last year. And of course, going into hunting season and all that stuff, just uh, typical with, with most other, um, most other guests, it, it seems like, well, you know, we really can't hook up till like later and stuff. And, uh, uh, finally we were able to get some time, uh, to sit down and chat and I'm glad we did just super, super cool guy. Um, he is a fellow, well, I, I hesitate to call myself a fellow Canadian cause I, I grew up in Canada. Um, but I've been gone, you know, for a long time, right? I mean, we, we moved to the States in 91, I believe 91, 92, something like that, 91, something like that. Um, so, but you know, we, we, I, we do like to, uh, you know, I, 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 I do like to consider, you know, some things that we have in common as far as like quote unquote, the old country. So, um, yeah, so that was a little that that was a little bit uh, kind of cool getting to know his history, uh, how he got here, his his kind of archery history, you know, uh, that kind of thing. What he does, uh, where he hunts, how he hunts, how he shoots, uh, you know, some and and some you know picking his brain about you know certain bows and the things he prefers and the styles of bows that he prefers and styles of you know methods and stuff like that that he of, of shooting. Um, just, you know, different perspectives. I really, really appreciated that. Super fun guy to talk to. Uh, super cool. If you've ever seen him, he's always got a smile on his face. I mean, like just, just smiley, like happy, you know, positive guy. So that is, uh, it's, it's really refreshing to, uh, to, to watch him because it always kind of puts you in a good mood because it doesn't seem like the guy's ever angry. I don't know, Mick, if you're listening, um, if you ever get angry, I, I don't know what that looks like, but, uh, it's probably with a smile on your face. So anyway, uh, I'm going to keep this one short. Uh, not a whole lot other stuff going on. Just basically been shooting, you know, shooting all my bows and sharpening broadheads and um, putting out more content. Oh, by the way, speaking of content, so we started another uh, YouTube channel. It's called No Stress Kitchen. Um, that's kind of uh, it has nothing really to do with hunting or anything like that. It is uh, something that me and my daughter wanted to do. She she always cooks with me. And, uh, you know, she wanted to be on camera here and there, kind of do some videos. And I said, okay, well, you know, I, and I'd been wanting to, wanting to do something other than in the hunting and archery side. Um, and cooking is one of my other passions. So I said, well, why don't we just do some like, cooking videos and things like that? So that's what this is. It's not going to be um, all, you know, like always like the two of us. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, because I have no idea how much, you know, how long, of course, you know, a, a kid's attention span is going to be for, for dedicating something uh, to something like a YouTube channel or whatever. But right now we're just having fun doing that kind of stuff. We have a few videos out and just like with anything with YouTube, man, views and, uh, you know, interactions and likes and everything are absolutely huge. So if you guys could go there and check it out, even if you watch the video for like 30 seconds, a minute, um, we'd greatly appreciate that. That way YouTube picks up on it and knows it's not a bot and it knows that, 
uh, people are actually you know watching and engaging and it kind of kickstarts the algorithm and it and it recommends it to uh, to other people so um, yeah definitely please please go check that out it's uh, it's called no stress kitchen okay no stress kitchen and um, yeah, as of this recording, you know, we have like, I don't know, like like three, four, five videos or something like that. There are not a ton of views on all of them. It's really hard to get it going. But if you got the time, would greatly appreciate that. So anyway, that's uh, pretty much it. Also putting out, continuing to put out stuff on the Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel as well. And um, Bowhunting Soul uh, TikTok and on the Instagram. I'm tr- starting to do more reels. Um just because again it gets more engagement they, they they're trying to push like the whole short short video format with both with instagram and youtube and that kind of stuff so i'm i'm kind of busy doing like really short you know 30 second one one minute long uh videos and clips and things like that so just experimenting so if you see like different stuff for me and you're like oh man this because uh, um, one format you know is like a ver- like a vertical screen format and another one's like a horizontal screen format and, and if i try to copy one film it once and then copy and paste it to or publish it on one on one platform versus another it may look a little weird the the uh the, the screen sizing and stuff sometimes you know goes off so please you know, just bear that in mind. I'm still trying to work my way around, trying to figure out, you know, what, what the best way to film in each one of those things are. I'm really, really new to all that, all that, all those different platforms and, and, and some of the new stuff. But I think that's kind of the, the future as far as, you know, being able to be seen and, and, and heard and, um, uh, you know, published out and pushed out to a greater audience, which is, you know, kind of what I want. So anyway, um, enough talking for me. So, uh, well, I guess here's my interview with Mick Chambers. Tell me that it's actually up to speed. You know what I mean? No, I know how it is. No, there we go. We're 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 going. It's a, it says we're going. I'm gonna trust it. <laughs> yeah, you're recording. Yeah. And usually on Zoom, it they'll tell you, "Hey, man, you're being recorded." <laughs> no, this does too. It's just my computer is just just so crappy. I mean, it's so so cra- it's. Uh, I don't know. People are sick of hearing about it, so I'm not gonna bitch about it anymore. But it's 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 a wonder sometimes I even pull anything up. You know. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah. You don't the, the processor that, is like molasses. Like what? So what do you do for a living? Not so laptop, obviously, what's that? Not on your laptop, obviously. Not on my laptop, no. So uh, I work. I make soap. Oh nice. <laughs> I make I make soap and uh, let's see, like like conditioner, shampoo, lotions, uh, cleaners, that kind of stuff. I work for a company that uh, we we make all that stuff for. Um, you know, for, for retail customers, you know, that you'll find them in grocery stores, Target, that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Brand, brand name stuff. So, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. There's a lot of secret. I mean, you know, like Mrs. Myers, I don't know if you, you know, like, uh, God, I don't know, Mrs. Myers, Fabuloso, Soft Soap, mm-hmm. um, God, uh, Shea Moisture, all, 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 all these brands, Amlactin, you know, um, what else? I don't know, all, all, all kinds of stuff. So that's that's pretty much what I do. You got to convince them into uh, making that scent-free soap so that you get that for cheap. You know, get that for free. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I come home smelling like I, this is the joke I, I, I keep saying this, but I come home smelling like a strip club, right? I, <laughs> I, I, it's a lavender and coconut, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which is better. I was I was a race car mechanic for like twenty years, right? So it's better than coming home smelling like solvent. 
Um, (laughs) but, but it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a change, but no. So we, we have the one and only Mick Chambers on the Mahoney Soul podcast. I've been, I've been trying to get a hold of you, not a hold of you, but we were trying to hook up. Originally I reached out, I think like last year to you sometime and then we just never kind of made it happen. And then uh, I'm like, man, I really need to talk to him. Well, that's weird. I don't know why anyone would want to talk to me. I, you know, I don't even know how my, I don't know how my podcast gets picked picked up. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have some good people on there, but uh, yeah. yeah, you're you're digging from the bottom of the barrel here on this one. I gotta tell you, I, I know I don't know what we're gonna talk about. We'll talk about something though. I, I know you were. Too. What did you say? Um, something about following Tim or something like that. Like it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, you jumped the shark. Jumped the shark. You know what though? We, we use the we use the we use that well. Okay, I'm I'm 48, right? I don't know how old you are, but you're probably closer to my age than someone like way younger. So yeah. no one will understand what jump the shark means, right? Uh, very few people. But apparently, um, Happy Days had like some very very successful seasons after the whole jumping the shark shark uh, episode they thing. Did? You know? Yeah. Yes. I guess, I guess they would have. It's 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 known as like this uh, last ditch effort to save to save something, but apparently it actually had like a very good run like after after jumping the shark. So it's not always a bad thing. I think probably they brought on Pinky Tuscadero or something like that to to make the show better or something or leather <laughs> leather Tuscadero on that show. That's what that's when you're old, you know, you know all these things. So yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to have you on. I, I, I know, you sure. know, you through your podcast and your, you know, your, your YouTube, which, you know, you put up your podcast on your YouTube and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just around the block as they say. Right. Yeah. But, um, other than your, uh, I don't want to call myself a fellow Canadian cause I grew up in Canada, yeah. but, um, that was, you know, I, we, we moved here in like 91, I believe. Yeah. 91. So well, um, other than your your former, you know, expat Canadian, I guess, like I don't really know like a ton about you. Um, so I just figured, hey, you know, good good opportunity to kind of chit chat and and learn more about you. Well, that's that's nice of you. I mean, um, it's not we're not really there's not a lot to tell really, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I am I'm older than you. I'm older than you, which is uh, I, I feel like I, everyone I meet now I'm older than. Um, I don't know that there's anyone. I mean, Rick Stonebreaker maybe. As well, he is definitely older than me, but yeah, yeah. but man, I got I mean uh, I'm getting old. Uh, I started actually archery like really really young, um, and I just kept I just kept with it, you know. So I mean, this is an archery podcast, a little bit of hunting. I'll talk a little bit about hunting with you, but I mean, I'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, you're right. I grew up in Canada, and I you know where we grew up, where I grew up, you know, near Windsor, Ontario, Detroit, Windsor border. Um. You know, there were the uh, it, hunting wasn't popular. It wasn't popular, and you know, I know my dad grew up in um, northern uh, Ontario, and so he hunted, right? So he always had we always had a gun in the house. We always had, and then one year he, my mom bought him a, a he wanted a, a bow. He wanted this long bow, and so uh, she bought him that. And this this probably I was like a baby at the time, but it just sat there doing nothing. And I'd always seen it, like you know, in the closet. And because we have a shotgun closet, I don't know if everyone, I don't know anyone else that grew up, you know, in Canada that can relate. But you know, in that one closet, uh, you have that, you have your shotgun. Uh, and uh, I, have, I, I think now, I think nowadays, you know, people are afraid to say anything like that, you know, for fear of like like child protective services knocking down your door, you know, and maybe. guys in you know black outfits repelling off of Blackhawks, you know, and. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it was just part of growing up. I mean, you know, like just always, it was just always there, you know. But um, the the, and I thought that was cool too. He had a he had a Remington uh, Wingmaster eight seventy, yeah. um, but but he had, uh, and he had he has a good hunting story. I should tell his hunting story too. Actually, I should tell you about this. It was kind of interesting. And, and you and sometimes when I tell this story, it's kind of people look at me and their eyes glaze. Yeah, it's bullshit, bullshit. Um, and then I tell him, well, it's not my story. I never told, like, he didn't tell me the story. His brothers told me the story. So it's kind of interesting, man. So let me, let me tell you this hunting story. Yeah. So he's up in Northern Ontario and, and, um, they're out doing upland game, you know, they're doing, they're doing birds and, um, and they're walking, he's walking with his, his brothers to his two older brothers. He's the youngest. And uh, he's got the shotgun. They're trading the shotgun back and forth. <laughs> you know, like one of them will shoot a bird. The other one will shoot a bird. Then they, they got one shotgun between the three brothers. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, they're they're out and um, they see a deer. And my uh, my dad says, I'm going to shoot this deer with a shotgun and BBs. And so he shoots this deer. And this is coming from my uh, – this is coming right from – and you got to know my, my dad's like quiet, doesn't say – he wouldn't say boo, you know, to anyone. He, he's always trying to get along with everyone as much as he possibly can and quiet, like quiet. He can barely – he barely talks. I barely talk, you know, 100 sentences to my father in the, in the 50 years I've known him. Um, <laughs> you know, he just – he's not from that generation, dude. That's he's crazy. not from that generation. Yeah, it is. It is. People – some people listen might, might get it though. Yeah. And then, you know, so the funny thing is that he um, – so he shoots this, and and his brothers try and get him out of his shell too a little bit. You know they're a little bit more outgoing. But anyway, he shoots this deer, and doesn't kill the deer. Doesn't kill the deer. The deer gets hit, gets stunned, and um, so the deer's stunned. It's just sitting there looking at him. It's it's like looking at him, it's, and it's like they said it was like twenty thirty feet away. And my uncle said, so then your dad drops the shotgun runs over to the deer and cuts its neck with this with his bowie knife and kills oh this deer God. with his yeah 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 and i'm like this is a guy who wouldn't say anything so now i think he's a little bit of a psycho uh so i always i was always afraid of him when we grew up oh my god maybe it is it's good he didn't have too many conversations <laughs> with you you might have found out about a lot of other things he uh he sliced <laughs> yeah i know i know it's crazy it you know he just they were like when they tell the story they're like shocked too they're like this guy who just very introverted uh dude <laughs> like you know i don't know how old he was probably 15 or 16 or 17 somewhere in there when he moved up northern ontario uh, to become a bricklayer with his his brothers but anyway that's wow. my that i never told that story i don't really hardly ever tell that story because people again think this is crazy but um oh that's full-on crazy but yeah i'm glad you told it yeah, yeah. It's, it's a crazy <laughs> it's a crazy hunting story i'll tell you that Oh um, so God. anyway, anyway, I didn't, we no. and my point going back to my original point is there wasn't a lot of hunting going on in, uh, Canada in that area I grew up in. It was mostly farming and, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of places that you would go, uh, to go hunt. You'd have to go, you'd have to go up North to go hunting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so did the, you, um, how, how, how long, how long did you grow up there? I mean, when, when was, um uh well i guess okay let's just kind of back up a little bit right so you did, did you kind of grow up with it then i mean did, did he take you because he said he you said he hunted and stuff no, but um no, when did you get into art not even necessarily hunting but i mean just like archery in general and then 
um, you know, when when was I guess like the big move or whatever to to the states and how how did that translate over? Yeah, I mean it's a long story if we got time. I mean, I'll sure. Talk, I mean I don't want to lose him. It's kind of funny. I mean I, I think I was getting a little bit at it. So he had this longbow that my mom got him for some birthday, whatever. He always wanted it. So she gets him this longbow and it's a Ben Pearson uh, longbow and it's it was sitting in unstrung for for. I don't even think the string was around anymore. I think we had to go buy a string. So one year I said, Hey, can I shoot this thing? He goes, you know what? You can have it. And, um, so we went up to the local sporting goods store. We bought a string that was way too long for it that we had to tie another knot in, (laughs) Um, you know, I'm not kidding you. And then, you know, we bought those small wooden arrows that had the clip on points. And, uh, I think, I guess I was like 10 or 11 or something like that. And it was a 35 pound um, uh, longbow. Uh, had a little bit of uh, a reflex deflex in it. A little bit of an RD uh, Ben Pearson bow. Uh, so for forever, I strung that bow backwards, um, and it had no shelf on it. So I was oh. constantly trying to figure out how I could get a shelf because the the feathers would dig into my my left hand so bad and it was strung backwards the whole time oh my god <laughs> yeah i would shoot it though we would shoot it and just have fun me and the neighbor kids would go out and shoot it and i was i i i held on to that like i you couldn't find me walking around the neighborhood without that bow and you know i'd go into the school the school like this i lived in rural area but we had a school i don't know why but it was a rural area there was a school there um and you know i would go in you know they had a big lot and they had a, a big um field and i'd go in there and i'd shoot you know i'd shoot kind of like stump shooting uh but trying to find soft targets uh so i do that forever and ever and ever and i shot a ton of arrows you know uh in the air anyway it was a love and then a love of of uh, archery i actually found like one book in our library if people remember what libraries are uh, it's, where you, it's where you go get books you can check them out <laughs> for free um so i found a book on archery in there and it was an Olympic recurve book. And uh, I was like, wow, those are really... So then I started, you know, um, putting the string to my lips and, you know, on my nose. And, you know, I wanted a uh, kisser button and all these things that they had back in the uh, 70s and 80s. Anyway, so so that was my love affair with both. So I shot that bow for a while. I uh, I grew up I, in Canada. I, I, I enlisted in the Army when I was 19. <clears throat> um, so I had a... a so when I enlisted in the Army, I wasn't shooting very much. I wasn't shooting that bow. I wasn't shooting any bow. Um, and then, you know, I was, uh, I was away. I was deployed most of that time for about six and a half years. And then when I got back and I, I, I kind of got back into civvy life, um, the first person I met said, hey, have you ever done archery before? And I said, yeah, a little bit. And he said, uh, so I was like probably 27 at that t- time. And we st- we picked up, you know, we picked up a couple of bows and we shot tournaments and uh, we shot 3D. We shot indoor um, in a place called Whitby, Ontario, which is kind of near Toronto. It's, it's just a little bit east of Toronto, uh, Canada. So, um, yeah. And then I just kept shooting from then on. I just I bought consecutive bow after bow. I was on all kinds of forums. I fell in love with archery. Um, and that was, and so I've been shooting for that long, right. With this, this period of in between of, of nothingness. Um, did, but did I you did, find I, any coaching along the way, like actual coaching, I know, no. you know, aside from like the odd library book, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, no, it was all books. And then I kept going. Oh, no, no. Books. I mean, I wasn't kidding. I mean, that was a genuine question because, oh, it's, you know, like <laughs> n- none of this existed, you know, as far as this much knowledge, you know. So I'm just curious how guys that have been shooting a long time, if someone kind of took them under their wing and actually showed them, you know, what's what's up or they just kind of stumble around for 20 years before, you know, Tom Clum came around with a course, you know. <laughs> it's so true all right so i'm gonna kind of get to that in a second but uh like i said this is a long this is a long walk you're gonna be on right now um but so you know i we had this first of all the course the 3d course in whitby ontario canada if no one if people are around that area uh if it's still there it is man it's one of the best nicest looking courses i've seen it is it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous walk um it's around a pond anyway and they got a nice clubhouse and stuff anyway point is um no we, even when we walk around no one would be like hey man let, let me take you on, on my wing there's still a lot of compound shooters there and i was like dead set against not shooting compound i was like i didn't even i didn't want anything to do with compound now I, you know I, we're all brothers but um yeah, I was kind of anti-compound, and there was a lot of compound shooters, not a lot of traditional shooters. So is this like they, late late nineties now, approximately? Yeah, late nineties. Okay. Yeah, it's late late nineties. We're in the late nineties, um, and I started working for. So I had I had actually um, I moved to Japan for a year, and then I had come back. So there was a kind of a year gap there too. So I lived in Japan and trained in martial arts. I was a full time. I did a full time course while I was in Japan. That's full-time, so cool. Full time martial arts. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was painful. Um, it was, it's cool. You were like Tom Cruise in that movie before he made that movie. Which one? Which uh, one? The, was it The Last? Oh, uh, The Last Samurai? Yeah, Last yeah. Samurai, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that, it wasn't that brutal, but it was... There's a was, Keanu Reeves one, too, that was... Uh, I don't remember <laughs> the Keanu like Reeves that. one. Yeah. But yeah. No, anyway, I, go on with your story. So, so anyway, I get back, and you know, I'm, we're training. I'm doing my best. I, I got a buddy, and him and I just tried to figure things out together, right? And one of the the very first thing I, I figured out is that, oh, by the way, at this time, I was learning. I was learning from um, from YouTube. I think YouTube had started, like, when, in the late 90s or something like that? So the uh, late 90s? I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we, we were around. But I think I was – I'm pretty sure – I wonder if Jeff Kavanaugh was, was around at that time. I think it was the late 90s. I, I forget. Anyway, someone will correct us. But – um, I, when, you know, when I saw Kavanaugh shoot Jeff Kavanaugh, I don't know if you, you know who he is, but he's a fellow mm-hmm. Canadian and he was, he's the OG YouTuber for, yeah, he's, for he was on a few months, several months ago. Yeah. Oh, you had him on. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's okay. right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I saw your, I saw your list. Um, yeah. So Kavanaugh and I've been, you know, we talk back and forth a lot, but, but prior to that, he was like a hero. I mean, he's still a hero of mine. Um, and you know, he was showing us how to shoot and showing you that, when you're shooting instinctively or you're shooting with a recurve, you can be pretty accurate mm-hmm. and have fun with it. And uh, so that, he, you, you know, that goal and then the way he shot, you know, he was like talking about back tension and all this stuff back in the early days. Uh, then Fred Eichler was on YouTube. You know, we'd, we'd watch him. I mean, obviously that was a little bit later on. But so anyway, fast forward, I get a job working for um, a company called Nokia Mobile Phones. So so I'm working with those guys. And uh, I get transferred to um, I get transferred to uh, um, actually no it was Virgin Mobile I got so I was working for Virgin Mobile in Canada I got transferred to Virgin Mobile USA in California 
And at the time, I was really into archery, like really, really, really into archery. As I had a blog up and all that stuff. So I guess maybe YouTube wasn't around at that time. But I, well, maybe. Anyway, anyway. So so I, I was doing a blog and um, Rob Kofeld from Lancaster Archery was saying, you know, hey, you're, you know, you should get into Olympic. He, he, he actually contacted me. He said, you know, you should get an Olympic um, recurve. You should try that. You should, you know, make your, I like what you're doing on online. It was like a blog that I was doing begin archery for beginners. It was called. Um, and so he's like, here, I'm going to send you a book. <laughs> so <laughs> I got another book from Rob uh, from Lancaster archery <laughs> for free. And he just sent it out to me. He's like, here, you should, you know, because I was doing a thing on, between, you know, what was more expensive to get into the Olympic archery? Was it, um, was it was it better to go through Lancaster Archery or alternate archery in the UK? And I was saying, you know, it's a bunch of stuff. So he he wrote a long letter to me and said, hey, this is this is why I think you guys should come through us and you know you know make a recommendation. So I actually updated the blog and so anyway, so I've been in contact with a lot of archery people for a long long time, and I'm out in California. And the reason I got into Olympic uh, archery is because there's a there's a place in Simi Valley, California. And they have a great range there. Um, they have a field range, they have a 3D range, and they have a they have butts for you know up to whatever Olympic archery 70 meters. Um, and so, <clears throat> so a lot of the people there they'll, that want to coach you, they want to coach you in NTS or the national system yeah. uh, because they're so close to to the national training center and Chula Vista. And so, and so there's a lot of great, there was a lot of level three, level four coaches out there when I was there and they were just like itching to teach someone this new stuff from this guy, Kissick Lee, who had just shown up on the scene kind of, and was, was teaching courses. So they want, they were itching to show everyone. Um, and I actually got my level two coaching course while I was out there, but, but to answer your question, that was the long road to get to coaching. And a lot of them were like, well, get sights on your bow, get a clicker, get, you know, stabilizer and. And then let's talk. And then I did that. So I shot Olympic recurve for uh, must be like two years. And I hated every single day. I hated it every day. How come? Uh, it just didn't. I just it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It wasn't like it wasn't like Robin Hood going through the forest and you know shooting at stumps and stuff like that. It's just it was. And there was a lot of gadgets associated with it. And yeah, um, you know it was. And I wasn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't very good at it either. Um, it it was hard to understand all the different concepts that were going on in such a short period of time. Some people pick it up really quick and they can get through the clicker and they, you know, they're shooting good scores uh, right away. I, I just wasn't one of those guys that could do that. Um, I don't know why. I I, I don't know. I, but I just I just was not. So I went back to a Quinn Stallion. I had a Quinn Stallion. Uh, they're their company out of Texas. They used to be a company out of Texas, and they did kind of the first one of the first metal risers uh, for um, tr- trad. It was a metal riser that had a hump on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, but uh, I, I probably haven't. No, I, I've heard the name. People have mentioned it before, but I've, I've never seen one. Fantastic bow. The idea was was dead on because it was a heavy riser. Um, and you know, they had specific limbs for it and stuff like that. Fortunately, I, you know, being a young dude, I was like, yeah, can you send me the 55 pound limbs? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, uh, 
Hey, there's some guys that'll be listening like, yeah, 55 pounds. That's not not easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, why, was, why 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 are they laughing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did eventually get up to 55. I eventually just said, you know, I'm gonna stick with it until I can pull this thing back and hold. Yeah. And, and then at that time, you know, so I went from that sort of that uh, Jeff Kavanaugh sort of snap shooting, you know, instinctive to, well, I better start aiming the bow. Um, and well, I didn't actually aim the bow then. I I went back to instinctive, but I went to draw holding. And, and, you know, I was holding longer uh, and trying to pull through the bow and keep both eyes open. I was kind of a gap instinctive uh, when there was no such thing as that, mm-hmm. I guess. No, I'm probably lying. There was probably gap shooting at the time. I just wasn't aware of it. I was just doing it. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't have a name at the time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's that's that. And so then I went to um, – and then I moved to uh, – so that got me into the United States, right, going to uh, Virgin Mobile USA. Uh, then I, then Sprint bought us and Sprint's in Kansas and that's where I am now. And so, <laughs> and that's kind of how I got to Kansas. Uh, uh, that's why I'm here. So, that's so there. no, no, that's, I, that, that's, that's a pretty fascinating journey. So, I mean, you, you decided to, you decide, are you, are you still in that business then? Just as like a side note? I mean, are you still in like, like, what is it? Would that be telecom? Is it still called telecom these days yeah. or? No, no, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. It's telecom. So I'm still in telecom. I'm not with Sprint anymore. Uh, I'm with a company called Windstream, uh, Kinetic by Windstream. It's an ISP, an internet service provider um, okay. that's based out of actually Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, – and so I get down to Little Rock a lot, you know, and uh, I love it. You know, Little Rock's – it's a – there's some nice places in Little Rock to go to. And the, the – you know, it's just beautiful. The drive from um, I do the drive a, a lot from uh, Kansas City to Little Rock. Little Rock's mm-hmm. gorgeous, gorgeous place. Yeah, like the, like the scenery is just fan- fantastic. I've never been. I've been to Kansas City. I've I've been to both Kansas cities. I've I've never been to um, uh, I've never been to Little Rock. But uh, um, yeah. So are you? So so what? What's your what's your kind of like? I guess situation out there. I mean, I, I see you shooting. Uh, I mean, you, you seem to have some like. Do you, have, do you have kind of like acreage behind you or whatever? Or um, yeah. you're, you're able you're able to kind of get out and shoot, you know, relatively unobstructed. I guess. Yeah, no, it's a fully unobstructed. We're in a. I'm in an area where the back of my house backs onto some, you know, a golf course, but it's not like a busy, busy. Go- it's a good golf. I mean, it's busy when it's busy, right? But there's like um, all my neighbors are on like two acres you know it's we have under two acres but um you know it's enough that you can shoot i went shoot a compound here um i went shoot a crossbow here for sure uh, yeah. but you know a 40 pound recurve um bare bow you know not an issue not an issue i mean we're not um i don't do anything that's dangerous put it that way but do, yeah do you, ever, do you ever get hassled by uh um or no. any kind of like dirty phone calls or whatever from from the no. golf course manager or whatever. <laughs> no, the golf course guy, they, you know, they, they don't bother us at all. I mean, it's not the golf course and I don't really shoot towards the golf course anymore, yeah. but, um, my neighbors are like, you know, this is Kansas. Uh, so they're <laughs> like, you know, they're like, Hey, hey, I mean, I was talking to my neighbor the other day. He said, you know, all those, do you ever shoot at any of those deer that come in? Cause we get deer through our backyard all the time. Yeah. And I said, absolutely not. You know, that's that's not legal. You can't do that. He goes and most of them will say you should. I don't understand why you're not like, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care one bit. They all grew up around way more than I did. They grew up around hunting and guns and just outdoor, you know, that sort of outdoor life. 
Yeah. Um, way more than I did. You know, some of these yeah. guys have like trophy bucks on their wall. And so, yeah, it's Kansas. It's Kansas. It, it, it's Kansas. So does Kansas live up to the hype? Um, as far as like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not an antler guy. I really don't, I really don't give a shit one way or another if it has horns yeah. or not. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but for those who care, right. Um, are, are you, are, are you getting into like, you know, like big deer, big antler deer, big body deer? I mean, everyone talks about Kansas nowadays and I'm just kind of curious what your, what your experience is there. Um, I, well, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, I have not successfully in the, the 10 years I've been here, I've been hunting nine years now in Kansas. Um, I have not successfully, um, landed a, a any sort of antlers at all i mean i've seen i've seen some big ones though i've seen some big guys out there but not massive you know not uh not anything very very massive i but but a lot of does i mean there are so many does out here and i'm not i don't chase antlers either i mean would i like to shoot a big buck sure i mean uh the just for the adrenaline right and the fact that uh they're so hard to hunt uh as, as opposed to I think I told Tom Clum this one day. He's like, I said, come on out and hunt with us, Tom, here in in, uh, in Kansas. I mean, people talk about hunting and being hard in Kansas. Honestly, you could fall out of a tree and kill a, a doe, um, <laughs> is what I told him. Because <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> there's so many doe. I mean, there's so many doe. I, I haven't, you know, yeah, there's so many doe. And I, you don't – I haven't really, I'm not mature enough in the hunting. Like I'm only, again, like I've only been doing it for about eight or nine years. And, you know, some people would say, you know, is, should I shoot that doe? Should I not? What time of year is it? You know, is it a red moon? Should, you know, what am I supposed <laughs> to be doing with that, that doe that walks out in front of me? Yeah. Maybe wait, leave it. It's coming in all the time. Maybe a buck will chase it. You know, I just don't have that level of experience. Yeah. Um, but I wish I did. And I slowly, actually, I, I'm like, way way better hunter now uh after the last you know eight years i mean it's just it's solidly i've been increasing i've been listening to you know you guys like you and uh other podcasts that just talk about um how to hunt don't don't listen to me about hunting i haven't i haven't shot anything with a stick bow since i picked it up no i'm talking about squirrels and raccoons (laughs) some some of the guys that you have on though right those guys are good hunters yeah 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 they're good hunters (laughs) yeah like tim tim neville's a good hunter yeah. Um, you know, and Tim, Tim has a lot, you know, when he's, he's doing his, uh, his podcast, he has a, he has a lot of good, there's a lot of good insight there. And, you know, some of it's like, I go, uh, there was, I, I was just kind of joking about the moon, but he had a guy on there about the phases of the moon and stuff like that. And then I, you know, then there, you know, it, it sounded good. I don't know. Like sometimes you get desperate during <laughs> hunting season, you start mm-hmm. looking at moon phases and I can definitely tell you that it's, uh, uh, I, I can't definitely tell you, but I, I know from research that they've done um, here in the Midwest that the phases of the moon don't don't make a difference um, in terms of the movement of, of deer. But uh, and I, I don't know why that continues to be a thing. But uh, and I know I'm going to get some hate for that. But the, the it's a it was, I forget what study I could I could forge you the study that that was on it. And uh, yeah. it, it didn't seem to make a difference. Um, it seems like nothing, so I don't want to cut you off, but like nothing seems to like any of like the preconceived ideas about when it's a good time to be in the woods, right? Whether it's moon phase, whether it's a cold front, uh, whether it's a drop in barometric pressure, right? It's all these studies prove, um, pretty much conclusively that there's absolutely zero correlation 
between that and actually having success, you know, or when, when they're going to move, when they're not going to move. Right. But I think I've, I've heard it explained a bunch of times that it's, it's the confidence that it bolsters still in us who are like, yeah, you know what? It is a cold front coming through. It's feeling bucky out there. I'm going to go sit in the tree, you know, and maybe just the fact that you're out there and you have the confidence, (laughs) you know, maybe that, uh, provides you with some opportunities. Yeah. It's man and it's manifested destiny, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you are, you are, you're like, Hey, it's a red moon. Uh, so tomorrow is that they're going to be up. Okay. So you get in your stand, you get yeah. in there quietly, you're ready and you know, and, and you, you land a big buck. Um, one thing we do know for a fact though, is that, uh, pressure, uh, impacts movement. And, uh, I had an old guy at, uh, our club here who, you know, that sometimes, you know, the, the old guys get a lot of uh, shit and they're like, Nah, that's not true. This isn't true. You talk to uh, you know Cody over at the Trad Lab. I don't know if you had Cody on uh, yet, but I have know. not. He's on my list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just give him a you know. I'll give you his detailed information. You can go grab him. He he's he's always good to get on because he'll talk about all this stuff too, and he'll tell you some of those old timers that have been saying stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and we've kind of go whatever, old man. Um, you know, <laughs> they actually. He's proven that some of that stuff is, is is real, and some of it is like not real, right? Yeah. Um. But anyway, I was getting to a point here that we have a, this older guy at the the 3D archery club that's literally 15 minutes away from my house. Um. He goes in. He goes in just. So he goes in at around. He goes into the public land at around like 8:30 uh, or like nine o'clock, and he goes and sits on a a bucket behind a tree. Uh, he sits on that bucket and he knows, he knows that all the guys that are working during the week have to get out of the, out of their tree stands and walk out quiet and they're pushing all the deer to him. Mm -hmm. And he always, he, he clobbers a deer every year from about six yards. (laughs) I'm like, like, the guy could be holding a spear and, and you don't get deer every, he doesn't care. He's, that's he what care. is it? Age, age, ver, or age and treachery or whatever over what, what's that? What's that quote? You know, he, he lets all the younger, more nimble guys get up at 4am, trudge in two miles, get in a tree, sit there in the dark for shivering, whatever. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to get up when I'm going to get up, <laughs> you know, walk in broad daylight. I'm going I'm to let them do the work and push them to me. I mean, there's, that's genius, right? That's old age and treachery. I like that. Yeah, I know it was, it, it, <laughs> it's a pretty good story. Um, you know, and it's, and I'm not, it's not bullshit. I mean, you know, I've seen him like they post pictures every year and then I'll say, well, and then he'll be talking to me about his deer. He's like, yeah, I, I'm sitting behind a tree on a, on a uh, Home Depot bucket and, you know, this thing pops out, you know, he's like, <laughs> like two ninety nine for a Home Depot bucket. And here I am yep. thinking about buying, you know, uh, uh, some of the setup that you talk about usually, you know, your, 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 uh, your stands, your, um, um, what is that? The, what's the, uh, thing that you're in? The uh, tree buck- saddle or, or saddle, or saddle, Novik, saddle stand or yeah, whatever. Right. Either yeah, way, yeah, you yeah. know, $700 stands out there now, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, yeah. And then this, here's this guy, like, this is how you get it done, dude. Stop being yeah. spending money. I mean, you don't, you don't need to spend money in the sport, but it, 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 it certainly is nice when you do. And you, you know, it sometimes confident gives you confidence that you didn't have before, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I was just watching, um, I don't know if you follow, um, uh, and, and Josh, I apologize, Josh, I, I forgot your last name. You were just on a few episodes ago, but, uh, That's he goes, like, guy, guy with a stick bow, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So he was just, uh, and he's a tinker, and he's like a self-admitted tinker, right? And he uh, he posts all these stories. And tonight I was just watching, and I was, I was messaging him a little bit, um, and he was referencing. I think John Barklow from uh, Sitka put something out there about like, look, you know, don't stress about. Uh, basically, it was like forget, don't forget about gear, but don't don't overdo the gear thing. Just just be a good hunter, be a good shot, be, be you know, don't overthink it, kind of thing. And you know, Josh was on there saying, yeah, you know, he's right. I, I tend to do that, you know. But his, um, I think he he made a point. He said, look, you know, um, I may overthink things, but in my, you know, there's there's a few ways to get confidence, right? A by putting a lot of animals down and and you know being a good hunter, that kind of stuff. Sure, that comes with it, yeah. but there's also confidence and I, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering what he said here, but confidence in knowing your equipment is just absolutely tuned and perfect to what, the way you need it. Mm. Um, and there's, there's some merit to that too, you know? So I'm, I'm definitely a tinker, you know? Um, I tinker way more than I kill, <laughs> you know, and it makes me feel good, <laughs> you know, but there's, there's merit to that. There's 100%. I mean, I mean, there is not go to a, go to an archery tournament. And if you're not confident, if you're not 100% confident, if you're shooting at dots, 100% confident in your gear, you're not going to do well. There's just yeah. no way. There, it, it's impossible. Go to 3D tournament. It's the same thing. Um, you know, when you got to make that one shot in your, your tree stand or your saddle, you have to be confident that you're going to hit that deer. Um, I don't know about anyone else. I, I, I do. I actually do. I've talked to enough people to know and about hunting that – you don't none of us want to injure an animal not there's zero people want to injure an animal if, we, if we're not 100 percent confident in our shot we just we probably don't take it right so yep. um i've been fortunate enough that every doe that i put down um i, I very rarely i think there was only once that i had to go search for that day you know they were all they were all in the powerhouse <laughs> underneath the ribs yeah. Um, you know, and, and so they're really close. So I never had to go search for anything. Um, so the, I, you know, you have to have confidence in your gear and your ability to make that shot. But I, I get it. The equipment stuff is tempting. It's like, well, I'm going to have more confidence if I spend this much money, you know? And, and this, it's funny hearing that from Sitka. Cause I mean, they're the, dude, I, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know that anyone needs Sitka gear. I, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, I guess if you're doing like elk hunts and you, you really need the Gore-Tex or, you know, you're up in Minnesota and you need, you need something to stay, you know, something that's very lightweight, but yet very warm. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, I, I guess you, that technology, you need that technology, but for us here in Kansas and, you know, the middle Midwest, um, it doesn't get all that cold, you know, and sure. yeah. if it, and there's not a lot of us that are, even when we travel, you know, we're only, you know, a couple hours away from our house to, to go, uh, get into a stand for the most part for the most part right so do you need all that high-tech stuff i i buy it but i'm like well i won't buy sitka because it's just too, way too expensive for me um but yeah uh, I, i've tried to pull the trigger on sitka a few times and i just changed my mind and i'm like you know it's not exactly what i need and i come back to other to other you know options to make yeah. it work you know um oh. but yeah no i hear what you're saying and I, i'm not Again, Sitka is like the top. Of, that's the Cadillac, right? Yeah. And you know those those people that can afford it should absolutely support that company. Um, you know, um, I think Kafaru's coming out with a new new line too. 
So Aaron Snyder is, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be part of Gafaru oh, exactly, or it's going to yeah, be his personal brand or whatever, but yeah. 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 yeah so, I mean, make your, make your decision on what you want to do in terms of um, camouflage and concealment. I mean, I, I've had a lot of luck with just uh, Under Armour that I've been wearing uh, for uh, probably about four years. I mean, Still, I'm still putting dough on the ground. I mean, maybe that's the reason I'm not getting any bucks. Maybe I need to get some Sitka <laughs> gear. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm talking myself into it right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, all right. So let's, let's get more into uh, since we're kind of into the gear thing now. So um, uh, we, we can split this up in two ways, right? Because I know you do, you know, competition type stuff and, and 3D and um, in, in other like tournaments. And, and I'm not really... I'm not really hip to all the um, the competition side, but I want to hear about it. But on the on the hunting side, like what what's 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 your rig? Like what are you kind of you know comfortable with? What are you shooting? Yeah, HT21 all the way, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, HT21 DOS HT21 um, from the the collaboration between uh, Trad Lab, the Push, and uh, Three Rivers. Um, you know, because you were testing out that um, uh, W uh, WF20. 21. 21. Yeah. 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 No, the WF. So I started, so I've I put deer on the ground with a, a WF 19. Um, and I'm trying to think what limbs I had on at the time. I had some win and win limbs. I just, they're all uh, ILF risers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So, so I should say for you, for guys that are more traditional, I have hunted with, and the people are going to hate me for this, a Bodnick slick stick and wood arrows so i put deer on the ground with with that, <laughs> with that set up too that's a 45 pound uh bow it is just an absolute nightmare to shoot um but you, you think so well because i've got like a 30 inch draw oh and, yeah and yeah, even yeah. the longer one i, I still kind of stack at yeah like the quick 20, stick yeah 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 so it's not it's not uh it's a it's a good bow. I it's for someone who's a little bit shorter than me or had 27, 28 inch draw. They, I'm sure that'd be a fantastic bow. Like it, it's it just feels nice as bamboo. Yeah. Um, and Did it was, you find the grip was slippery in your hand on that one? I, well, immediately I put on a rubber. Uh, okay. Yeah. I put, I put on that rubber condom. I like, tested one. I did a couple of vi- I did a video on it and stuff. But yeah, it was a it was actually a, a slick stick recurve. I'd actually bought it off a guy because I always wanted to try the longbow one. You know, it's a yeah. reflex deflex one. And yeah. I didn't even I didn't even look right. I'm like, oh cool, one's for sale, right? So it shows up, and I'm like, son of a bitch, it's the recurve model. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> so anyway, I, I I shot it for you know for a little bit and stuff. But I mean, super super feather feather light, right? But I couldn't get the thing to stop squirming around in my hand, uh, and I, I never got a chance to put a grip on it. But now I put that rubber grip that you get from Three Rivers on there. And yeah, yeah, the sure grip. Yeah, sure grip. Throw that on, and then a, uh, a um, you know quiver, and it changes the dynamic of that bow dramatically. Yeah, I have uh, that grip on every bow I have now. Yeah, you got. I mean, it, you got to be able to index, and you know, on on trad bows for the most part, unless it's like. I saw you do a Black Hunter review too. I mean, mm-hmm. that just kind of that kind of sits in there nice. The Black Hunter. I mean, that's yep. what most people say about that bow is that, you know. And I had one of those too. I never hunted with it though, um, but I will tell you, I got a friend of mine who I competed with, you know, in 3D. He shot that for 3D, and he he killed me every time. I mean, he was cr- crunching my killing my scores, and I was shooting with a way more expensive bow. And so for like, it's a good bow. I mean, it's a great bow. Yeah, it's a great bow. 
Yeah, it's a great bow. If anyone's like looking to to start getting into hunting, I mean, picking up a forty five pound uh, a black hunter, you can never go wrong there. Right. Uh, it's just a just a decent longbow. Uh, the recurve, I tried the recurve too. Anyway, I'm getting away from what I'm using. <laughs> but anyway, so 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 yeah, I. I have shot, I have killed deer with uh, wood arrows and a, a longbow. And, but what would I prefer? And again, going back to this conversation we had about confidence level, um, that HT21 and a springy rest and some Eastern Axis arrows and Uka limbs, ILF Uka limbs, uh, longs. Um, and it comes in around 45 pounds. And so some people will be like, ah, you know, we should have 50 pounds, you know. And But my uka limbs are like, have so much more energy than a wood a mm-hmm. wood bow, other than maybe like a Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, um, but a Black Widow carbon uh, limb uh, bow. But other than that, my, my 45 pounds shoot as, as hard or as tough as like a 55, maybe even a 60 pound bow of the old days. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just it, and that's nice. You can hold 45 for days uh, in a stand, especially when you're cold too. You want them to pull back only 45 pounds, and it's and just puts them where you want them. In those Eastern Axis arrows, I mean, they're rock solid. Proven, yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good arrow. That's and, good arrow. Uh, so that's my that's my hunting setup. Broadhead. Oh, yeah. we talked about this a little bit before we started to record, but I, I'm like uh, stingers, man. Give me, give me a two blade stinger. Um, and I, I don't, I haven't. I mean, I'm shooting doe. Like I, you know, honestly, I put everything on the ground with a two blade stinger. Um, but you know, so anyway, I, I just like them. Uh, they're disposable. Um, you shoot once, and I don't usually keep the arrow after I shoot. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Um, you know, so I, 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 that's what I do. Two blade, two blade stinger. Two blade stinger, yeah. Do you get? Um, I mean, people love those things. I've never shot them, but yeah. you know, if if I were to shoot, um, I guess I mean not not that I have like you know many animals down with these or anything, but um, yeah. so I've got Zwickies on here, right? I know people have a yeah. you know a hate love hate relationship with them. Um, I love the labor of love that goes into like making them actually sharp. With, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I love doing that, but um, I think you know it seems to it seems like if you're gonna buy like an off the shelf, you know, uh, you can walk into a Cabela's and buy you know a broadhead for at least something that you're gonna put on the end of a traditional arrow. Um, guys seem to love the the uh, the stingers, you know, two blade, four blade, the serrated, the black one, all any any one in that line. It seems like it's got like just just awesome, awesome like reviews, you know. I think they they hit the price point correct, right? And then the the yeah. the aggressive look of them. And and by the way, when I say two blade, I'm actually I'm actually mean four blade. Like I mean the the two blade with the bleeders with the two bleeders. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I do I do mean four blade. I don't know why I said two blade, but. Um, yeah, I, I have the bleeders on ninety percent of them. I, I'm gonna. I have some iron will, though that I'm. I have some. I have three iron will. Um, and I've never used them. Never shot them. They've never been on any arrows yet. They're sitting in a box. Um, I will pro. Again, those. Well, I'm not gonna. Those aren't one and done, right? Those. <laughs> I have to learn how to sharpen. Product. You know, with, with the rate of inflation, I would hold on to those for. Uh, you know. Um, trading or something like that you know when society uh (laughs) divulges into (laughs) chaos later you know look what i got (laughs) 
Dude, I was yeah. I I I think my next I think my next hunting bow though. I think the next thing I if I ever buy any, you know, I got so many bows. I I mean, if I trade in a few bows to give give get some uh, good homes for some of these bows that I have, my Bodnex slick stick is going to be one of them. Um, but <laughs> but I need to uh, I need to I need to get a Black Widow. I think that's my next I think that's my next big purchase. I think those guys, you know, they're so close to us here in Kansas. Um, so uh, it'd be good to support some local guys, uh, and they're great bows too. Everyone I've seen that shoots with them, and I've shot shot them a few times. It's just they're the closest I can get to like that feel of the the uka limbs, um, mm-hmm. and that if you never shot uka limbs, um, you know even the lowest end of the the lineup, um, then it's just it's just like butter. It's just so nice to pull back on those things and let it fly so yeah it's changed my hunting game a lot i have a lot more confidence with that hc21 uh and some ukulems for sure for sure so i've never shot any ilf um but i have shot uh i've shot a black widow maybe like 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 12 12 arrows out of one right i shot i shot a pma um you know obviously like super stable bow you know nice heavy mass weight felt great um and, and and I typically, you know, like that's one of the those who was I having this conversation with? I can't remember. But so like I've I've I love the bows that I have absolutely, but I know that there are other bows out there that are just des, by design are going to probably be more forgiving, uh, have a wider I guess tolerance for tuning, you know, arrow spine that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, hold a little bit better. Um, have a little more center shot, that kind of stuff. And black, and, and, and like, a, like a like a PSA or something like that is one of them, right? Uh, something like a Bob Lee would be, you know, another one of them. Such a good bow, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never shot a Bob Lee. Everybody loves them. And again, no no shade on Bob Lee or 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 a Black Widow or anything like that. But then I'm like, okay. So at that point, I'm I'm taking the the passion out of it, and it's becoming more of a tool. Because I just don't like the way they look. Um, some days I really love the way, like a uh, like, like a gray bark, no red stripe, whatever Black Widow looks. And other yeah. days I'm like, oh my god, that's just the ugliest thing that's ever been created, you know. <laughs> and and then same and with the Bob Lee stuff, right? I look at them, really? I'm like, man, they're just built like tanks, you know. But then yeah. I'm like, there's just not enough wood in that riser. It's all phenolic and like a couple blobs of like wood yeah. here and there. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm just I'm in it for. Uh, to, I mean, call, call it stupid, call it vain, whatever. But I, I'm in it for the looks too. <laughs> you know. And should, yeah, I mean, that's a great. I mean, you should be. I mean, we're, we're you're a trad archer, right? So yeah. There's there's a certain pride we take in our equipment, um, and I think, uh, you know, there there's that camp where they have this like, I just want the most beautiful bow I can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm not going to shoot as good as maybe someone with an ILF rig, but it don't matter right. to me. I'm shooting good yeah. enough, right? Yeah. I'm still shoot. I'm still shooting, you know, between 10 and 20 yards. I'm still putting it in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still putting it in the heart and lung areas, right? So, yeah. so what's the difference, right? Why should I get something different? Confidence. Um, yeah, yeah, confidence. But you know, when you're, yeah, I used to play goal. I was a goalkeeper playing soccer, um, and and I played college level and uh i played for our, our high school and stuff like that and my motto was always like hey if i'm not going to be the best out there you better look the best 
Um, so, <laughs> and it's kind of the same with trout archery. It's like, yep. I might not be a great archer, but look how pretty my bow is, man. This thing is awesome. Dude, um, I am I, the king. I am the king of putting of doing the, the photo op with, you know, my bow resting against the tree, you know, on my Kafaro pack, you know, in the sunset, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven forbid I actually shoot some animals and actually have it on a deer. No, no, no. This is this is the best I can do. So if I have to show the pretty side, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I, I just, uh, I every time I post a picture of my bow, I get uh, Kavanaugh saying, that is the ugliest F and bow I've ever seen. Uh, Stop. Just slap a bear sticker on the side of it and call it a 76 or something like that. And <laughs> I know. Maybe keep them quiet. Keep them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So are you, uh, are you, are you hunting with, with other, other rigs then, or just, just that one? That's like the one you got the most confidence in and you're, you're just going to roll with, with that. I, well, I started off with, um, um, a Buffalo, a white Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's what I was killing a lot with my, in the early days I was, I, I, I put quite a few doe down with a white buffalo. Guys love that bow too. Some prefer it to the Satori, they say. I've never shot either one, but. Yeah, no, and I have a Satori and I don't shoot it. Um, I hate it compared really? to the buffalo. Oh my God. See, I've heard that more than, more, more than once. Why is that? I, the buffalo had this uh, small shelf on it, like tiny. There's a tiny shelf and you could barely get your, your arrow would barely sit on it. You know, if you're shooting off the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt like it, that the, the Satorius sway is a sway back, you know, with a hand forward, um, a grip. And I kind of feel like I'm closed in on it. I don't know, just being a, a little bit bigger guy, I'm six one. Um, I, I just, you know, it just feels, it feels different to me. Yeah. It looks a little bit more high tech, but the Buffalo, I'm telling you, man, well, that was a good, that was a good bow, a really, really good bow. Um, and the story, I would never go hunting with that thing in a million years. And no, that's, yes, yeah, I think Schneider shoots a, used to shoot a Satori too, but it's sitting on my rack. It's sitting on my rack. Shot I don't everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, it's sitting on my rack right now and I, I barely pick it up. I put some longbow limbs on it. I thought maybe I'd like that. Um, I just, yeah, it's just a weird feeling being your hand so far forward. And I think the brace height's a little different, it's supposed to be a little different on it. Maybe you're supposed to measure it from a different point, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, with the um, longbow limbs? Yeah, no, with your no, just the way the shape of it. It's so oh. it's so it's so V-shaped, right? Um, it just feels a lot forward. Anyway, 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 I don't know. Um, but I, I just don't like it. I, I'm not a big fan. I can't say that if if I had a different if I had a choice between that and a WF19, there is not even a question in my head that a WF19 is a, like a so much better. Really? Like so, so much better. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a better bow to take into the field, in my opinion. It's like it is that is the WF-19 is built like a tank, too. Um, and the WF-21, I mean, if you're a little bit bigger, dude, uh, that 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 bow is a really, really strong contender for a good, um, good bow to, hmm. to take in the field, in my opinion. Um you know, I think I've seen people shoot a lot better scores. Matt Zernzak from the Push shot the U.S. Outdoor Nationals with an HT21, with a 21-inch yeah. riser. Um, and for people who don't know, um, 25 is usually the minimum <laughs> length riser that you would take into competition. And then people oh, really? would be like, yeah, and then and most people are 27, 29 now. And so he's shooting this little itsy bitsy uh, 21-inch riser, and he did well. I mean, he finished middle of the pack for the U.S., uh, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of great archers out there. 
Um, point being, you know, the 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 bigger the riser, the more stable the shot, and so it's really forgiving. Like a 29 inch riser, uh, you could do all kinds of weird stuff with your not a not a lot of. You just have a poor release, and it's gonna help. It's gonna fix that a little bit. Um, it's just it's just way more forgiving uh, for people. It's yeah. yeah. And that's so why are find you it, are you are you shooting that that HD twenty one then competition too as well or? No, no. I have a <laughs> I have a WF twenty nine. Oh, gee, okay. Yeah, yeah. I shoot a WF twenty nine. That's what I'm gonna be using for competition from now on. I was shooting a, a GLO GT. Uh, 20, 25 inch for competition, and that was that was a that's a solid choice too. That's a solid bow. Um, you know our friends over at uh at uh, CD Archery, uh, especially Calvin. You know is is um they they have great support for their product, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna buy a 19, and you you can call them up, you can call Calvin up and say, hey man, uh, what do you think? This is what this is my height, this is my weight, this is what I want to do. This is you know what I want, and he'll just tell you which bow to get from them, and they usually will let you try it out. And if you don't like it, you send it back. Um, yeah. But they're they're if you're an ILF guy, but again, uh, some people don't like the looks. Of them. <laughs> so. No, you know what, and that's the thing. So like I I, I was I was looking <laughs> a while back because I had, I had Matt on like a couple of years ago, yeah. and we were talking like ILF 101. And at the time, for some reason, I was I was kind of hankering for a Satori, right? And then I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to get like another bow, it's going to go down the, that kind of path, right? As far as like, you know, super tunable, ILF, you know, that kind of thing, you know, they may be ugly, but, um, you know, whatever. So, but then of course I, I ended up going the complete opposite direction and I just got a D, you know, a hill style longbow, <laughs> you know, recently, <laughs> know. but, 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 but I still, you know, I, I still, um, down the road, you know, would like to, like, like the, you know, when, like the more you look at something, you're like, you know, that's it's turned from being like super ugly to being like, man, that looks like pretty damn sweet. Like, I love the way those um, like WF risers look now. You know what I mean? They just they, they yeah. look very industrial, mechanical, but there's something like kind of cool about them. Um, you know, almost uh, not that I'm a tactical guy, but it kind of almost looks like tactical to me. You know what I mean? There's yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, something yeah. cool. You know what I mean? So I, it's um, I don't know. T- tastes change, I suppose. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, we. Anyone who's listening to this and only owns one bow is probably not listening to this. I'll guarantee you that. No. Because <laughs> there's no one that's interested in archery that has one bow. <laughs> you know, that's this true. just doesn't happen. And even if you can't afford it, you still have more than one bow. I remember in the early days, like I was telling you, I was like hardly making any money. And I was like looking at bows, buying bows, buying them used, um, you know, and then just trying them out until you got something that you really liked. I really like the AT21. I, I can't can't deny it. I mean, for hunting, I just think it's an all-around. Um, it's great if you need to, you know, I, I don't do elk. I want to do elk. Um, but you can take all the weight off it and just, you know, pack it in, right? And that's, yeah. you know, or, you know, if you're in competition, you know, you're in a 3D competition, you throw all the weight on. You know, it, again, the heavier the riser, the more stable it is, the more accurate you are with it. But uh, shooting a moose, you know, at you know, 35 yards with, uh, without weight, I, you, you still hit, you're still going to kill that moose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, I think the CD archery, I think they've, they've support, they support our community a lot. We, and I say our community, not just trad, but 
or not just um not just competition but not just competition but trad you know they're 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 at the world trad events they're at all the 3d archery events they you know they have shoot downs and they put money up and like to support them the u.s made product kind of like kafaru and anyway all these brands that yeah i mean but in the end if it's not if it doesn't make sense i don't buy it um you know i'm go ahead no, I was just getting back to that Sitka, and since we're talking about equipment, <laughs> I, I just think you can do the same thing with other lower cost stuff. And yeah, you want the best, um, you know, buy buy once, cry once sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to you have to decide what that is, and you have to get like if you talk to Cody, if you get a chance to talk to Cody at the Trad Lab, he'll tell you he's he he's gone through all this stuff. He's got his lab at his his place and. He goes, most definitely, this is the draw force curve for a Black Widow. This is a draw force. And he's a huge Hill fan, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, as um, American Longbow uh, ALS. Yes, um, yeah. So he, he's he's a, he's right into that, too. Um, and he will t- he tells you, you know, he'll take the boyer and he'll say, this is what the draw force cur- curve looks like on this bow. And so if you're like, if you're a 30-inch draw, you know, you're stacking at 28 that's uh that's no bueno that bow so go on to yeah. something else yeah um, but anyway he, i mean that's I, i'd like to hear you know see, see empirical evidence that you know sitka or one of these other um companies has you know uh camo that's going to make you invisible that's usually <laughs> not the case right i mean <laughs> most people most people are uh hunting with brown pants now you know and and, and yeah. some guys are not some guys in your sphere, you know, in, in the, the ultra trad sphere are still hunting with their, like Kavanaugh still hunts with, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Wool and plaid. Wool and plaid. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, there's something to be said for that, I suppose, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's worked. It's all worked. It's just, how, you know, how comfortable you want to be, I suppose, in extreme conditions and you got to, I guess, make your mind up if certain temperatures are extreme or not, you know, whether, you know, what, what, what maybe like you can handle, I can't kind of thing, you know, um, or how long you can, you can kind of hang out there. So, I mean, I'm glad there's options, but yeah, I, I don't see myself buying, <laughs> buying, <laughs> buying that. I'm sure it's fantastic, but, um, you know, like I, I, I don't get the luxury, unfortunately, of spending, you know, like 12 hour sits or eight hour sits or whatever in, you know, late December. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I can stay warm for a few hours, you know. Well, I, yeah, I, I, stuff. I can't wait for you to text me in a month with uh, the you, you're you decked out in Sitka stuff. That'll be funny. Yeah, right. No, I, I all all <laughs> all the all the all the bow budget and hunting budget's been used up for the last like two years here. In the last two years, I got two customs. So, um, oh, ouch. Yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that's good. It's so. It's how gonna, do you? What do you? What are you shooting? What, what's your setup for? Hunting? So, so I've got a so I've got three on the wall here. I've got a 1966 Bear Grizzly. Um, I love that thing. I love all my bows, but uh, it's for the nostalgia. It's older than I am. I mean, it's amazing, right? It still shoots fantastic. Uh, I've got a uh, Java Man Elkhart, which is a 56 inch and a 66 inch uh, uh pacific stick from uh, st patrick lake longbows what's the java man one again the java man elkhart so it's a 56 inch bow um i think he makes like a java man magnum now too which goes all the way down to like i'm gonna say 50 
inch, maybe 52 inch, like super small. Um, and so he makes them like every two inches basically. So I've got the 56 inch model. Uh, let's see here. It is, well, I pull about, I, I pull like, like low forties on all of these. I pull 45 on the, on the ASL. Um, the rest of them are like, you know, 43, 42, 43 ish at like 27 for, for all of them for, for the others. Yeah. 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 So and we are you shooting wood out of there or no no i haven't i haven't gone down there i've actually went to uh the tried out the aluminum thing because there's you know yeah. of course listening to you know the push and stuff they're like i'm like all right i'm gonna give the aluminums a try so now i've got like a bunch of aluminums for pretty much all of these bows um basic they're what 20 uh, 2016s and 1916s i believe so basically 500 spine and 600 spine yeah. So, um, yeah, just cause, I mean, you know, those, these, these black game getters, I mean, they're just, they're just so cheap. They're like, you know, 51 bucks a dozen or whatever. And, uh, you know, I've got a ton of feathers I can fletch them up with and stuff. So I just bought all that, you know, but otherwise I've got the gold tip traditionals, you know, I've shot them for, for a long, long time. That's a good, that's a good standby. I do yeah. like, I, 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 I like those, um, I like aluminum out of my wood bows. I like shooting aluminum. Um, and they're, they're, I, you know, you can't beat the nostalgia of having aluminum arrows. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I know, I know guys go crazy over the, um, what is it? The, uh, not the guess it's a game, not the game. What's, what's the one with the camel on the camel hunter or whatever. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. The Eastern camel hunter. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know it's sacrilege, but, um, you know, in the traditional world, I, I, I cannot stand the look of those things. I think they're just so <laughs> ugly. They're so ugly. And, and also, I'll say this, too, with, with, like, the pure, like, wood guys, I cannot stand Osage. <laughs> I just, I mean, yeah. you can just, you know, stab me with one of these, these broadheads right now. But, my God, I can't, I can't stand those two things. But I, I would like to shoot wood. Um, but I just, you know, instead of going to the more expensive end of the spectrum, I went to the cheaper end of the spectrum. I'm like, man, you know, I shoot a lot. I ding a lot of arrows. I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to try the aluminums and it, they're, they're flying fantastic. They're, they're good. I mean, honestly, and they, they've got a lot of, um, kinetic energy built up. There's some good weight, uh, yeah. on, those, on those. So yeah, it's, they're easy to put together. They're easy to build. They're yeah. They're great. Yeah, it's uh, great when you don't have to, because I don't have a two, I don't have an arrow cutter, right? So I, I, I always use like a Dremel, you know, with the carbons. And yeah, I, can yeah. get them, I can get them square enough, right? I've never seen that that be an issue to not be, you know, like unless you're, you know, like laser perfect or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said to be able to cut these things with a tubing cutter. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> you know? point. No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's so much good, easier. Do you have to, do you trim your arrows up? And, or do I do. You? Yeah. So I, they end up like... Um, depending on the bow, like, like 29 and a half to 30 and a half is kind of, kind of the range I like. I don't like a full length arrow. I don't know why it just feels weird. Shoots weird for maybe it's in my head. But. Sorry, my dogs. Um, yeah, the, I, 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 I leave them full length because I'm doing a lot of, um, string walking. Or sure. I'll, I'll do, or I'll do gap. You know, I don't string walk with it. Sorry. I don't string walk with any wooden bows. And I don't string walk, you know, with aluminum arrows. Uh, that's all up against the knock three under, uh, mm-hmm. which I used to be a split finger. I'm now three under for everything. And then I gap for my trad bows. And then, of course, my my ILF rigs, I'm, I'm string walking. Yeah. Even my, I have a 20-yard crawl. Um, I have a knock on that uh, at 20 yards uh, for my HC21. Uh, so I'm in the tree and I can just, I'm right up against it and I'll know You're if right I can. there. Yeah. And, and 
I'm not a very good hunter. I tell everyone I'm not a very good hunter, and I've I've rarely shot a deer under 20 yards. I'm not. I'm like so. I I don't know what it is. I just can't get them to close enough to me. Get but close uh, enough. Yeah, and I I've taken some. I I'm yeah mostly yeah almost all of them have been 25 plus. Uh, oh wow. And, yeah, I know, right? And it's 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 very very strange because. Um, I talked to these guys, like I was telling you, like one guy gets them at six yards. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim Nebel shoots everything at like eight, 10 yards, 15 yards, 12 yards. Yeah. Um, but he puts them into a funnel. I don't, I, I didn't listen to the whole conversation um, you had with him, but I don't know if he, if you ever talked to him, he's like, yeah, he funnels all his deer. He goes to the, that choke point. It's kind of like almost like a mil- military operation when he goes out and hunts. So, Oh yeah. Very, very strategic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's part of the fun I think of trying to set up in those spots, you know. I think that's the attractiveness of compound here in the, you know, the sort of the prairies. Um, it's longer shots. There's longer shots to set up, and and I say that, but you know, those guys out in Colorado and places like that, they they take massive shots. Um, uh, Snyder, you know, he takes he on some of those rams. I think he takes long shots, 35 yards plus. Yeah. Which is kind of. I, I don't think my arrows go that far. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, that's a, yeah. you know at that point they're just like okay I'm 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 happy you know tuning twenty and under, um that's kind of that that's kind of my world like I, and I look at some of these events with like um some of the three D shoots or like like total archery challenge or whatever oh, you know you know and like you know the close shots are forty I'm like I would never ever. <laughs> ever want to go to any one of these events because even even with it when i shot a compound like i mean i have no desire to shoot that far it just does not interest me whatsoever you know but you know for if i'm shooting you know at some 3d place or walk through range or whatever i'm like okay i'm i'm the guy that's like ducking off like kind of squat down behind a bush off the you know off off the i'm not on the pegs at all you know what i mean i'm like can i yep. can i shoot through here twisted around leaning over at, at like 13 yards you know do you guys mind if i go shoot this oh yeah go ahead you know and that's and that's what i'll do you know i i don't i don't sit there like with my foot on the um you know 25 yard peg and just lob one it, it's it doesn't interest me like at all no you like that little yeah i i mean honestly there's so many archers like you that just want to do that don't even want to carry a scorecard that's fantastic man yeah. like we shouldn't be pushing people and no one should be saying to anyone else that, Hey, if you want to get better, you should compete. I yeah. heard that so many times. I've heard that so many times. I'm like, maybe that person doesn't want to get better than what they are. You know, maybe they mm-hmm. want to just be, they want to be good enough to shoot something, you know, hunt up to 15, 20 yards and, and make a, make a ethical shot on, on a, a deer or whatever, the, whatever game they're hunting. And they don't have to compete. You don't have to compete. You don't have to compare yeah. yourself against because it's almost like well, I, I compare myself against myself every single time I go hunting, you know. And I, like, I don't need to. But then some people love competition. I'm not crazy about competition, but I'll do it because I, I love the people that are involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but competition is not something that you have to do. There's just no way you you don't. It's not something that is required for a hunter uh, to go out and and, and compete. Um, yep. and, and I think that when we talk about traditional archery, you know, we need to talk about it in, in more of a sense of like single string archery. And then people who are doing single string archery have to be a big family because uh, it's small enough as it is. Right. And it's not mm-hmm. getting it's not rapidly growing. 
You know, it's not rapidly growing. Um, but we need it to. It would be great if it were. Like guys like you that are putting on podcasts and people can hear them and see people see your YouTube and stuff like that. That's what's really important right now, that we get the message out. And then like all of us YouTubers and content creators need to be – you need to stick together and just like yeah, – hey, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like help each other out, do what we can, do what we can for the single string community and just grow the community. Cause you know, but if we keep telling people, Hey, get into single string archery or trad archery, cause it's fun competition. Uh, I don't know that a, a lot of the crowd that likes, you know, if you did that Venn diagram, people who are like introverted versus extroverted versus, you know, competitive versus, you know, and then we put them all together, you know, some of them, I think we would fall, trad archers would fall more in that, you know, introverted and, you know, type, you know, I want to go in the woods and I like sure, to go yeah. alone and I want to shoot and I want to have a little bit of fun with my bow and do interesting things like you were talking about. Uh, I don't need to compete against this other dude or this yeah, other. Le- le- leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm stump shooting. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. You want to come with me and have fun and not, you know, yeah. and make fun of each other. Great. Yeah. But if you want me to compare myself against you, I'm, and and that's fine and they gotta have those people and we gotta we gotta that that i think is is where we you know we scare people away when we say there's a lot of competition but then Mm -hmm. on the other hand there's you know there are very competitive people and they want you know when we don't give that them that competitive side in single string or trad archery they go to compound which is fine you know shoot compound you you're you're fine but there are there is that that's why you see barebow just like People, there's trad shooters uh, and these trad shooters are like you know i'm i'm ready to compete what's the next stage i'm not going to go to compound so i'm going to bear bow sure yeah and so that's why there's been this massive growth in, in bear bow uh, if you take a look at like lancaster archery classic 2022 it's going to be the number one video youtube video for any archery anywhere in the world yeah uh, you know they, it just grows grows that big um so Anyhow, uh, sorry, I got off track a little bit here, brother. No, no, no. That that's that's uh, that's kind of a good way. We're kind of been at this like over an hour here. I don't want, I don't know if you wanted uh, any anything. We can kind of wrap it up. I mean, anything else you you, you kind of want, want to touch on here with with you know what you're doing and you know upcoming season or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about again. I we touched a little bit on it. You know, as YouTubers, as creators, um, it's important to you know. Um, like sponsor like so if you're listening to this at all if anyone whoever is listening to this and stuck around for a whole hour thank you very much first of all <laughs> that was like <laughs> yes. I, I i owe you a beer when i see you next time <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know but uh it's good to you know the way we get paid as content uh creators mostly is by you subscribing to you know podcasts like this or to the youtube channel um Views, you know, yeah yeah, it's it's views and then just sharing with people, sharing on Facebook, that sort of thing. So, I mean, I have a I have a small podcast to Quick Shots, um, you know, and then I have a, a, a YouTube channel <clears throat> um, on Archery Geek, and that's mainly what I'm known for. And but uh, but you know, we you and I do very similar uh, things, almost identical, really. And it's just it's good to have people like that if you're interested if anyone's interested in starting a youtube channel or doing anything like this i mean please reach out to me if i can help out i will do whatever i can to to help you get to where you need to be um whatever your your main goal is i think just watching some of your stuff i mean it's it's basically you're you're trying to help other people yeah like you're trying to say hey 
I'm going to do, I bought something and I spent my money. I'm going to tell you whether this is good or not. And so you don't make a mistake and buy it. And if you don't like it, here's my honest opinion on it. And I think yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing as well. And as long as you're genuine about it and you're interested in doing something like this, I would be more than happy to help whoever else wants to join the community. Because the more of us there is, the the more uh, trad archery there is. More trad archery there is, the the better the community gets. And one of my favorite things to do is meet guys like you and people like you in the industry, um, on the on the shooting line or out in the range or, you know, going hunting or or whatever or just even like this on podcasts. It's yeah it's it's pretty rewarding so if you can support us and help us out that'd be great That's, yeah uh, one, one of the things that kind of sucks you know it's about my job is that you know i, I work weekends now right i mean my main shifts are like you know on, on weekends I, I work during the week too but um so i can't like really go to any you know like shoots or anything like that like if there's 3d shoots around like there was one like this past weekend i believe or two weeks ago yeah. um you know and there's people there that i wanted to meet you know that that are you know that i follow or or, or whatnot and you know, can't go. Uh, Wisconsin has a lot of that kind of stuff. I couldn't go, you know, within, you know, a few hours drive or whatever. It would be nice to go. I can't go. So, you know, I kind of have to live uh, vicariously through through other people and, um, you know, something like this, you know, with, with podcasts and talking to people and getting to know them virtually, I suppose. Yeah, and it's nice. It is really, I mean, another one, just speaking of that, so Greg uh, Richard's uh, 3D archery, um, um he shows the whole course he's doing some pretty cool stuff right now he shows the whole 3d course so if you ever want to go shoot that course you know exactly what's going on it's pretty detailed he's, yeah i've watched i've watched his, his stuff before yeah it's it's really it's getting better and better like i mean he's been at it for a long time i told him the a long other day, time i said yeah it's getting way better though now <laughs> your your stuff is way better he, which it is no but, but i mean he, he's another guy i want to talk to too he's he's, he's like I, I mean i've got these guys that are kind of like on my you know not bucket list kind of thing but you know he's one of them um you know uh, wingman 115 i had him on he's been on uh man he's i think he was on yours too like he's, yeah, he's been yeah. he's been making like youtube like since since you know they, they flipped time. on a monitor you yeah, know yeah. what i mean and it was really yeah, cool yeah. talking to him i'm like dude like you're like the og of like <laughs> outdoor, he's a good outdoor dude. youtube content you know He's a good dude too, though. I mean, they're, they're just—they're just all really nice guys, and and that's what the single string community is about, right? Trad archery, yeah. Uh, traditional archery—it's that's that's the beauty of people joining and doing traditional archery is that we have such a great community, and it just—it keeps getting better. And uh, and yeah, and I I think that is whatever we can do to promote the sport. Um, I don't even I hate to call it a sport because even, you know, the really, really trad guys are it's not a sport. It's my lifestyle. Um mm-hmm. and, and I can I can relate, right? I mean, and you probably can too. It's just you know, we think, eat, sleep, dream, talk about archery. Um it's part it's part of our persona now. So anyway, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. that's it. That's it. Okay, so where can people find you? I know we kinda of talked about it, but kinda of- <laughs> Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, so uh, Archery Geek, just just search Archery Geek. Um, uh, Instagram Archery underscore Geeks, um, and then I'm on TikTok, man. I'm like me too. Like, I oh, just joined. Okay, okay, we'll have to follow each other because yeah. I'm on TikTok. It's Archery underscore Geeks too, I think, and then Facebook. Uh, just Mick Chambers. I mean, I do have a Facebook presence, but um, typically 99% of the stuff I I post on Instagram. Instagram just seems like to be a better 
yeah place to put you know like here's my thought here's my here's a quick image of what we're doing what i'm doing right now and mm-hmm. um and then on tiktok i do those you know those shorts like inst- like youtube shorts i i kind of grab the tiktok version of it and yep i post it so anyway i'm all doing those too yeah yeah i won't you won't find me on twitter it's, it's nope a, it's a shit show there um it's just a shit show on twitter yeah. and uh and facebook is facebook is is cool too but anyway get, get me any and and message me uh don't be afraid to message or read it reach out all right well hang on with me here while we uh wrap up then so anyway uh thanks everybody for listening um you know check out mixed stuff obviously archery geek like really cool content he has you know same kind of interviews like i do um except you put yours on youtube as well so if you want to face to some of these people that uh you interview um you know definitely go go check out his stuff and and, you you know you can get a little bit different perspective on that so uh if you like this episode obviously like share and subscribe and like we just talked about, you know, I'm on TikTok now, uh, you know, YouTube, obviously, Instagram, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I guess with that, thanks for listening.